Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Before we start the show today, let's talk about our Amazon link for the holidays at BobSuska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. Our special all caps link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping. Shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Charlie, get me the number for the Butterball Hotline. Yes, sir. Hello? How can I help you, sir? I'm Joe Betherson. That's one T and with an H in there. And your address? Fargo. Your street address, please? Zip code Fargo, North Dakota, right now. My street address is 11454 Pruder Street, Fargo, North Dakota. Zip code 50504. Thank you. Your voice sounds very familiar to me. I do radio commercials for products. <laughs> And how can I help you? Stuffing should be stuffed inside the turkey. Am I correct? It can also be baked in a casserole dish. If I cook it inside the turkey, is there a chance I could kill my guests? I'm not saying that's necessarily a deal breaker. Well, there are some concerns. Two main bacterial problems are salmonella and campylobacter jejuna. First of all, I think you made the second bacteria up. And second of all, how do I avoid it? Make sure all the ingredients are cooked first. Excellent. You have an accurate thermometer? Oh, yeah. It was presented to me as a gift from the personal sous chef to the king of auto sales in Fargo. Phil Behind, the man can sell a car like, well, like anything. Very good, sir. You have a good Thanksgiving. And you do, too. Thanks a lot. That was excellent. We should do that once a week. Bob Seska. Bob! 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 The Bob Seska Show. Now that was a perfect phone call. From our nation's <laughs> capital, it is Thursday, November 21, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? What's happening? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1036 of the Trump crisis, day 61 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 347 days until the 2020 presidential election, and uh, lots to talk about today. So let's bring in the Goth Ninja. 
It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast from dash the dash bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. And David Ferguson, T Rex, as we all call him, from the T Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T Rex Report. I wish you could see the mental image in my head when you play the Goth Ninjas theme. It's just like a, a huge screaming Jody, and then I'm like, t- like this T Rex towering behind. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and, and you guys do it live every single time, right? So I give you the cue, yeah. and then you guys both. Right, we, we just do it live. Right, you do it live. We'll do it live. That's the way we do things here. We do it live. Okay. You know what? I want to mention this real quick, and then we're going to dig into everything that's going on in the past couple of days. Um, For some reason, Mitt Romney and Susan Collins met with Trump at the White House today. I'm not sure if Trump invited them or if they invited themselves or they requested the meeting. I don't know what this is all about. I have no idea. But what it looks like from the outside is jury tampering. Because they are going to be jurors and probably swing jurors in the Senate for Trump's uh, trial. I-, I love the idea that Trump's going under trial. I think this is going to be a great trial. I'm so looking forward to that. I think Ken Starr set up a play date. Yeah. <laughs> you think Ken Starr <laughs> is involved? <laughs> he said the other day that uh, after Sondland's testimony, he said it's time for Republican senators to start filing into the Oval Office. Yes, and he did. to the president yes, that the game is over. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the point of that joke for those of you who are laughing behind. Well, you know what? It's not so much of a joke because it actually could have been happening. I mean, there's always that possibility. But I know Ken Starr said it's very unlikely that that will happen. It seems like it ought to. I guess that was his point. And so, yeah, you know, it's possible Mitt Romney might be that guy, but I don't think he's got the authority to do it. I think, you know, though, because they are swing votes. And remember, the procedural votes for the trial Mm -hmm. are going to be majority rule. So it's not a matter of 67, 68 votes in those cases. When they go to determine how the trial is going to take place and what is admissible, what is not admissible, all that takes is 51 votes to pass for Mitch McConnell. And if Mitch McConnell loses Mitt Romney and he loses Susan Mm -hmm. Collins and he loses, I don't know, uh, Murkowski and some of the other fence sitters, then some of those procedural votes are going to go against Mitch McConnell and go against Donald Trump specifically. So, you know, they could have a lot of sway over this entire thing, and it's possible that they went up there to say, stop doing whatever it is you're doing, you goddamn maniac. Uh, you it's know. possible. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. It works so well in the I doubt past. it, too, but it's possible. I mean, yeah. Because, like I said, Susan Collins... That's a bad move if she wants to get reelected right. next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a really bad move. But Romney's not running next year, so I don't quite see his motivation politically. Well, they may be trying something where they say, hey, look, you got to calm down here because you're making our job really, really difficult on the Senate side with all of these outbursts and attacks on witnesses as they're mm-hmm. testifying. So that's possible. I doubt it is unless, of course, Mitt Romney and Susan Collins each had some sort of plastic surgery to augment their spines. Uh, but <laughs> shy of that, I don't know that that uh, is actually the case. This may just be a friendly how do you do that was on the books for a long time. But you know what? I think it, Trump them in to yell at them. He <laughs> called like, the, you yell, know, to yell at them? Basically, yeah, to be like, don't you dare vote against me if they think this. Because I think he's in full-on panic mode. Yeah, he is. He sees them as like, maybe if he can in- threaten and intimidate them enough now. Mm-hmm. You know what? I Along those lines, I have exclusive audio of Donald Trump watching the testimony uh, yesterday of Gordon <laughs> Sondland. This is really amazing to listen to. And uh, I didn't know he had it in him. Here. <laughs> 
Mr. Trump. Trump. <laughs> President had a bad day yesterday, I think. You want to learn to speak German just because, I mean, it lends itself just to rage so thoroughly. What I know. Great language to be angry in. Yeah, it is the perfect language to be angry <laughs> in. <laughs> and you're way too good at that. You're kind of scaring me. All right, let's dive in and do this, huh? Yeah, so Don't forget this. we got uh, Gordon Sondland yesterday, which was pretty explosive. And by explosive, I mean the condition of Devin Nunes' pants. He just lies, he just mm-hmm. lies, he just lies. What's up? Fluffier to me. Devin looks fluffier to me. Fluffier? <laughs> the stress is how, getting to How him. is that possible? Did someone buy him a, like, a blow dryer or something? I don't know. Fuck him. Yeah, I uh, think uh, he's having a baby named Big Mac. Uh, but <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. It's named after its father. Yeah, right, um, right. Well, um, you know. Little I, Mac. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I want to uh, play. This is one of my favorites of all time. This is just so great. Uh, Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary and Ann Arbor. Mr. Sondland, bring me a dream. I'll watch your testimony on my live stream. Recount that phone call. The bus is all over. The Trump administration's days are over. Mr. Sondland, don't be a Make the Republican states up to the truth. Yep. So please see that Trump is impeached. Mr. Sondland, bring me, Sondland, bring me, Mr. Sondland, bring me a dream. I just threw that in at the end. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, Rocky Mountain Mike. Nice touch. Marion Ann Arbor, a classic, 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 classic Rocky Mountain Mike, Marion Ann Arbor. I love that one. I love that one so much. Okay, so uh, Gordon Sondland's bombshell testimony yesterday. Uh, Devin Nunes uh, started out thinking the Democrats were going to attack Gordon Sondland. And right. then uh, Sondland hurled the entire gaggle of conspirators under the bus, didn't he? That was uh, mm-hmm. kind of an amazing thing. Um, the first thing along these lines is, of course, Gordon Sondland confirmed the quid pro quo. It took him three chances to get there. And we'll hear from mm-hmm. Sean Patrick Maloney in a little bit here uh, to uh, detail those three things. But uh, My new imaginary boyfriend. That's <laughs> right. You see, I thought you would be just swooning over uh, David Holmes today. Because I know, like, I noticed that uh, uh, Chris Lavoie... Uh, he looks too much like me. <laughs> That's right, he uh. does. He kind of, if he had the glasses, if he had the glasses, no, he would was, look kind of like I was admiring you. his haircut. I was like, That's, you know, he's got the wave, the Sharp front haircut. wave. Yeah. worked out. Well, the front wave is the thing that, like, when you've got it, 
and hairdressers ruin it and you have to uh no he's got yeah he's got his wave sorted he looks great but yeah, um, yeah. you can actually yeah, he's just i'm not attracted to him he looks yeah i'm never attracted to lead singers either it's always the drummers well we're gonna get into uh david holmes here in just a second but uh sondland oh, confirmed the, the quid pro <laughs> yes yeah david not literally sorry i apologize <laughs> he's got him in a rubber <laughs> suit in a trunk under your desk <laughs> <laughs> but this was uh, first. I guess we should start here. This is a mashup. This is a quid pro quo mashup someone put together between Gordon Sondland's testimony confirming the quid pro quo and then all of the Trumpers and Red Hats denying the quid pro quo. Was there a quid pro quo? I didn't do it. There was no quid pro quo. There was no quid pro quo. What you won't find <laughs> in that transcript is quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. No one, is my understanding down there, has ever said there was a quid pro quo. There was no quid pro quo here no quid pro quo in the transcript <laughs> i am not persuaded by the quid pro quo whoops pro quo argument was there a quid pro quo as i testified previously with regard to the requested white house call and the white house meeting the answer is yes yes <laughs> yes of course there was a quid pro quo I mean, it's as plain as day. I tweeted earlier today that... I can't wait to never hear this phrase again, by the way. <laughs> well, that's why I've hated yeah. quid pro quo since I first heard bribery, it in elementary school. Yeah, well, like, I'm... I just... It's an awkward phrase, and I hate it, and I can't wait for it to go away. I'm sorry. As you were. I'm, I'm just glad that people are speaking in Latin these days. I think that's great. Yeah. As someone who had four I years... I think Aramaic. They should start speaking Aramaic. That's Except great. Lindsey Graham, who can't quite swing it because he's taken so much Ativan at this point that he rattles when he walks yeah. like a bottle of pills. I had four years of Latin in high school, and finally it's paying off. At long last, I'm able to apply that to something, and here we are. Uh, meanwhile, there was also quid pro quo in this exchange between Gordon Sondland and Adam Schiff. This is all important once we get to Donald Trump's meltdown during Chopper Talk. So pay close attention. You've testified that the White House meeting that President Zelensky desperately wanted, and that was very important to President Zelensky, was it not? Absolutely. You've testified that that meeting was conditioned, was a quid pro quo for what the president wanted, these two investigations. Is that right? Correct. And that everybody knew it. Correct. There it is. Once we got again. Him. We got him. We've got him. That's right. We got oh, him. God. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there was this, the second example. There are numerous examples in which Gordon Sondland's talking about how the president was in the loop. Everyone was in the loop. These orders came down from the president. Again, none of this should, should surprise us because it's all reality. And we've seen the president confess to it. We've seen the non-transcript transcript. We've seen the additional testimony from guys like Bill Taylor and George Kent. Now today, Fiona Hill, David Holmes, Gordon Sondland, and all the rest of i mean it's again we can't lose touch with reality despite what devin nunez and jim jordan and donald trump and all the rest of them fox news channel are trying to do to us they're trying to gaslight us and we can't let that happen this is open and shut there is no doubt that everything that has gone on every accusation is 100 the truth and again it can't be further confirmed i mean i, I don't know how many but more the president witnesses. himself has just confirmed it yeah right and see like i mean they're really like they're really I, I think they're going after this whole yeah he did it but it's not a big deal thing is what they're going to try to do yeah. it's not doesn't yeah. rise to the level of an impeachable offense because I, well i just you know because people keep bringing up the fact that the non-transcript is not a transcript yeah 
But the fact of the matter is Trump is saying that is what I said. That is what is to me. It's like, oh, so those are your words. I need a favor, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's to like, me, him saying it's a transcript is not a good excuse for us to say, no, it's not a transcript. I want those to be his exact words. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God, Jody. Yes. Thank you. This is a question that I wrote down to bring up today because I need an explanation on this, because every time I call it a transcript, all of the replies on Twitter are not a transcript, Bob. Well, you know what? I don't know how to square that line. The not a transcript retort i don't know how to what square pe- that with the fact that it's that we're quoting do us a favor though and about CrowdStrike and the server and we're referencing back to what trump said if it's not a transcript then we can't quote it if it is a transcript then we can quote it that that's i'm failing to understand what the what i think what i think that the the because it's nobody was there apparently there wasn't a stenographer in the room mm. okay so if there had been a stenographer in a room that would probably be word for word accurate what happened is a bunch of people are on the call they all take notes and somebody's writing mm-hmm. down faster than somebody else you know how you take mm-hmm. notes in class and you write down specific things and they all pull their notes together to transcribe what they heard yeah well right. because it's not an actual recording it's not an actual stenographer apparently in the room so that's i think what what to me it is a transcription it might not be a verbatim per se but it is a transcription it's a recording of the call it's a notes taking of the call but you see what i mean though the idea that we're all screaming this is not a transcript that conflicts with the fact that we're also quoting the words of the president and the words of president Zelensky too and so i don't understand that's why i say non-transcript transcript because i'm kind of saying it's a transcript while everyone else is saying it's not a transcript i'm trying to balance both of those things together while i believe that that's what trump said i believe Trump said, do us a favor, though. He extorted the javelins in exchange for these investigations, especially the CrowdStrike one in the context of this phone call. And so I I feel like I need to pay deference to the fact that this is a smoking gun document, the transcript. And and again, I, I, well, I know and I'm going to get the comment. It's not a transcript, Bob, but... Uh, the point is, is, is Trump isn't denying those words. Exactly. So that's all that matters. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's a perfect way to put it because that's the thing. The president tweeted out, read the true transcripts or something along those lines. And I was like, right. you know, it's still amazing to me. It's immensely bizarre that Trump doesn't know how damning this document is, that he doesn't know... That this, uh, I think, whatever it is, at the bottom of page five and a page six or something along those lines, mm-hmm. is the the centerpiece of everything that began this impeachment proceeding. Yep. And, and yet he's directing his people, he's directing his red hats to go read it. It's just staggering to me the the tone deafness of all of that. Um, well, it's the same. I mean, it's like Christians haven't read the Bible. People, Republicans haven't read the Constitution. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they it's it's just it's it's become a talking point, and they aren't actually reading it. It'd be like if Donald Trump was saying, "Oh, go read the legal statute about whistleblowers." <laughs> you know, it's like right. okay, yes, thank you, Mr. President, thank you for directing your people to a factual representation of your crimes. I appreciate that. Right. That was very nice of you. Uh, okay, here we go, T Rex. Here we're gonna talk. We're gonna hear from Sean Patrick Maloney who completely <laughs> cornered Gordon Sondland on Trump uh. and the investigate. Because, you know, here's the thing. Here's the difference between the career government employees who happen to work at the White House on the NSC and the State Department, Defense Department, and people like Gordon Sondland. Gordon Sondland 
was performing yesterday. That was a performance. The other people, including Fiona Hill and David Holmes today, were doing it by the book. They were following a procedure for not only constructing Mm -hmm. an opening statement, but they were following a certain level of decorum for responding to the answers from the panelists, from the uh, members of the House uh, Intelligence Committee. And uh, But again, Gordon Sondland was putting on a little bit of a show. And I think he's Sean- acting like it was an awards dinner. For his, <laughs> he did. You know, like they were going to give him a gold watch at the end. He did. Right, right. Well, here was Sean Patrick Maloney not taking any of that bullshit uh, yesterday. This is later on in the day. In fact, I missed this. I was uh, interviewing uh, Chris Lavoie on my interview show. And so we kind of missed this chunk, but I'm glad we were able to pick it up on, the, on Twitter. When he asked you about investigations, which we all agree now means the Bidens, we just did this about 30 seconds ago. We were at... <laughs> It's a pretty simple question, isn't it? I guess, I guess I'm having trouble why you can't just say... When he asked about investigations, I assumed he meant... I know what you assume. Company. But who would benefit from an investigation of the Bidens? They're two different questions. I, they- I, I'm just asking you one. Who would benefit from, from an investigation of the Bidens? I assume President Trump would benefit. There we have it. See? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Didn't hurt a bit, did it? <laughs> Didn't hurt a bit, but let me ask you something. Mr. Maloney. Hold on, sir. Excuse me. I've been very forthright, and I really resent what you're trying to do. Fair enough. You've been very forthright. This is your third try to do so, sir. (laughs) Didn't work so well the first time, did it? We had a little declaration come in after. Remember that? And now we're here Mm -hmm. a third time, and we got a doozy of a statement from you this morning. There's a whole bunch of stuff you don't recall. So all due respect, sir, we appreciate your candor, but let's be really clear on what it took to get it out of you. So, so great. So perfect. Uh, Yeah. I was like fanning myself on the couch. I was was watching that live. And I was like, I sat up because, you know, as soon as he starts talking, I kind of take notice because I just... Well, that weeks, was weeks weeks ago. I po- he was on Rachel Maddow, uh-huh. and I posted on you know I was like he's, he's handsome. Sean Patrick Malone can get it, uh, and someone I know who work actually works on the Hill was like mm, not so pretty in person. I'm like I don't care, he's don't care. Um, and then yesterday just like sealed it. I was like oh my god. Wow. wow. And Jackie Spear. Oh what? Yeah, Jackie Spear's great. Jackie Spear follows me on Twitter by the way. As I'm I'm proud Does of that she? one. Yeah, proud of that. Follow. She's a Jonestown. She survived Jonestown being shot. She did? Yeah, she was one of the people that was shot at the Jonestown thing. Oh my the, God, I had shut up. I had, I had no, idea. no idea. That was that's news yeah. to me. That's pretty amazing. She was uh, in Jones. Why was she in Jonestown? She was. Well, one there of the was a congressional that delegation down, that yeah, went down there to, by plane to visit to see what was going on because their constituents were like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so she was part of that. And they were ambushed uh, on the tarmac. And they were ambushed on the tarmac, and she was shot like four times or something. Oh, my Holy God. I had no... I, you know what? I need to read a book one of these days. Five times. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was shot five times. Shit. Five wow. Times. Wow. Well, you know... I would make a Jonestown joke here, but the punchline would be way too long. <laughs> yeah. But she was excellent yesterday with the Pinocchio comment. It was just like, yeah. Do we have that? Yeah. The, audio? The, the Pinocchio... No, I don't have the Pinocchio. Oh, I've, 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 I've already played like 12 clips of audio here. That's <laughs> 
but you know, going back to this Sean Patrick Maloney questioning the cornering of Donald, uh, I, I want to call him Donald Sondland for some of the, I think it's because of Sutherland, but uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Gordon Sondland yesterday. The thing that Sondland and some of the other political appointees, I know that, uh, uh, what's his name, Kurt Volker was trying to get away with this one too, by saying that, oh, we didn't know that Burisma was code language for the investigating right. the Bidens. Duh. Mm. Well, you know, it just so happens Fiona Hill happened to know. How did Fiona Hill know? And then you guys didn't know that this was coded language and that your boss, your mobster boss uses coded language per the testimony of Michael Cohen earlier this year. This is what mobsters do. This is what criminals do. They don't come right out and say what they want. They use coded language. Remember, remember your Godfather part two. There are lots of buffers mm. in the mix mm-hmm. here. And uh, it's just completely ignorant that they would go, well, I don't know Burisma meant investigating the Bidens, but you should know because it was so fucking clear. It was clear to me back in fucking, I don't know, it was June when I first wrote about this, this goddamn uh, obsession by Rudy Giuliani with, uh, yep. with Burisma and the Bidens and trying to cue that up for the election. I mean, that was going on a long time ago to say, well, you have no idea that Burisma and Bidens are, are linked together in, in Trump's vernacular. It's just playing stupid, insulting her intelligence like uh, uh, the rest of the uh, Republicans on the uh, Intelligence Committee. It's just sad. I'd like, like to insert a sidebar. Sure. We cannot let this moment go by without taking a brief moment to just unite in joy over the full conviction of Roger Stone on oh. seven felony counts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, we weren't, I mean, that happened after we met last, and I just feel like. We could just do like a little happy dance together, like <laughs> yeah. maypole dance or something, you know. Well, like wait, I mean, if we're going to do it, we, let's do it right. Let me get some uh, Rocky Mountain Mike music here. Yeah. Well, Roger Stone. Yeah. The Trump's world, his minds are gone. The lights are on, but they're not home. And his approval's way down low. Hurting, he's hurting. It's Roger Stone. Yeah, he's the one. It's Roger Stone. <laughs> Roger Stone. No, we can't condone this Twilight Zone. <laughs> I mean, if any of you have seen Get Me Roger Stone, you know why having this guy out of circulation for 50 years is going to be great for America if he, in fact, get, gets the full brunt of the uh, possible it's sentencing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just like the, the whole fact that he could end his life behind bars, which is such cosmic justice. Perfection. Perfection. Mm-hmm. He is a, you know what? He's a character from Oz, Roger Stone. Roger, I can completely uh-huh. see uh, Roger Stone walking onto the set of that TV show. Oh, and, oh, oh. Mixing it up yeah. with I'm picturing the and- mayor of Munchkinland. You know, we represent the lollipop. Different the- Oz. Totally yeah, different Oz. Oz. Yeah, different Oz. <laughs> yeah. Oz, the prison, the gritty prison drama from HBO in the late 90s. That. Uh, yeah, I can completely see Roger Stone having a room with Schillinger or something like that. And the two of them not seeing it up. By the way, I did I did just use Nazi as a verb, so go fuck yourself. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so Sondland said the president was aware of his call to Sondland's cell phone in Kiev was unsecured. 
the president knew that that was an unsecured phone call while they were at that restaurant drinking wine with David Holmes and talking about uh, investigations and so on. Russia owns all four of the wireless phone companies in Ukraine. <laughs> Lordy, there are absolutely tapes absolutely. of this you phone betcha. call. And I just, I wonder, it's just a matter of time, right? Before this phone call gets leaked or something, isn't it? Because it seems to me, not only do the Russians have it, not only does the FSB have it, uh, which is the Russian equivalent to the NSA, but speaking of which, I'm sure the NSA also has a copy of this phone call floating around somewhere. And I'm wondering if they don't, uh, then why not? <laughs> why wouldn't they have it? This is a, an unsecured phone call from Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. at the White House to Gordon Sondland, a blabbermouth, uh, sitting in a restaurant in Kiev on his unsecured cell phone. You mean to tell me the NSA did not monitor that call and record the appropriate let's bits? Let's not forget, it was an outside table. It was an outside, that's right, it was an outside so table. So anyone uh-huh. driving a by with, with a mic, you know, yeah. anything kind of surveillance equipment in their van Absolutely. or car could, yeah. Yeah, well, they... What they, did they challenge Holmes today? I, I, heard, I heard this morning the president was ranting and raving about there was no way that Holmes could have heard him if he wasn't on speaker or whatever, and yeah. it was just ridiculous that anyone who's sat across the table from someone talking yeah. on a cell phone to someone like Donald Trump knows that you can often hear people on the other end of the other line. You know, right. Common sense. So there was a, it came up yesterday, this phone call between uh, Gordon Sondland and Donald Trump in the restaurant, but also there was a second phone call between Gordon Sondland and Donald Trump in the middle of the night, right after Bill Taylor texted to Sondland saying, this is all this shit with Ukraine is crazy. Why are we doing this quid pro quo with Ukraine? It's crazy stuff. And then there's a five hour gap before Sondland replies to Bill Taylor. And within that gap, we have it verified that Donald Trump and Gordon Sondland spoke on the phone. It was early in the morning. Donald Trump was apparently cranky because he's always cranky in the morning. Hello, drugs, drugs, drugs. (laughs) And so what happened was, is uh, at that point on September 9th, Donald Trump was already aware of the existence of the whistleblower and the whistleblower's complaint. Because remember, the public found out about it, I think, around the 19th of September, sometime in, in the latter half of September. But it was already quite clear because I know there was a battle going on between the Justice Department and the ICIG and the uh, House Intelligence Committee all fighting back and forth about getting the uh, whistleblower report and something. So Donald mm-hmm. Trump clearly was aware that there was a complaint about that particular July 25th phone call. Right. So Donald Trump was already in cover up mode when this September 9th phone call happened in the middle of the night or as Sondland tells it early, early in the morning. So so what Donald Trump is doing is he's not denying that there's a quid pro quo. He's instructing Gordon Sondland that the word is the cover up word is no quid pro quo. And he's instructing then Gordon Sondland to tell Bill Taylor no quid pro quo. So then, then Gordon Sondland gets on his uh, on his phone and texts back to Bill Taylor. Uh, I just spoke with the president. He said no quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. Well, duh. Anyone with a brain in their head has got to look at that and go, yes, they're trying to cover their asses. This is Donald Trump right. covering his ass. So when Donald Trump melted down yesterday 
uh, doing his chopper talk where he's screaming about, I want nothing. Because what did Gordon Sondland testify? <laughs> Gordon Sondland yesterday yeah. testified that Donald Trump said, I want nothing. I want nothing. I don't want a quid pro quo. I want Zelensky to do the right thing. And Donald Trump's taking that to be completely exculpatory. Like this clears him. Like he never, ever wanted a quid pro quo. But again, this is after the fact of the whistleblower coming forward. Donald Trump covering his ass. That doesn't matter to Donald Trump. Here he is, chopper talk yesterday, blowing a fucking gasket. So what's that getting off the television? What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories. What do you want? What do you want? It was a very short and abrupt conversation that he had with me. They said he was not in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood. I don't know what that is. Yeah, he's always in a good mood. We've all seen oh, him. Oh, yeah, in a clearly. Great oh, mood yeah. every every day on Twitter. Charmer. Perfect mood. He just said, now he's talking about what's my response. So he's going, what do you want? What do you want? I hear all these theories. What do you want, right? And now, here's my response that he gave. Just gave. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? <laughs> I want nothing. That's what I want from you, Greg. That's what I said. I want nothing. I said it twice. So he goes. Oh, my God. He asked me the question, what do you want? I keep hearing all these things. What do you want? He finally gets me. I don't know him very well. I have not spoken to him much. This is not a man I know well. Seems like a nice guy, though. But I don't know him well. He was with other candidates. She actually supported other candidates. Not me. Came in late. Yeah. But here's my response. Now, if you weren't fake news, you'd cover it properly. All right, there's a little tiny Trump. Did you, uh, Bob, have you heard that someone turned his handwritten notes into a Ramon song? Uh, it turned it into a font, too. Wow, yeah, no. no. Yeah, there's a font, and then there's that. There's also a font of gerrymandering, which is interesting. But um, someone, it, it's on billboard.com right now. They basically took the handwritten notes, and <laughs> somebody recorded it, and now it's a, it sounds like a lot like a pop, power pop, you well, know, punk oh, song. Oh, shit. I don't have it, but you know what I do have? Again, another fantastic appearance by Rocky Mountain Mike. I've got this. By the way, if you're just joining us, if, if you're just listening for the very first time, there was nothing wrong with your podcast player while we were playing that audio of Donald Trump. I've taken to uh, just completely <laughs> debasing him and, and making fun of him by by digitally altering his voice so he sounds like a little teeny tiny boy. Little teeny tiny Donald Trump. so much better. But I mean, this whole, the, the whole way here, it's just like, are you, are you ready? I got the camera throwing. It's yeah. just like so like, he's like an 11, he's a playground bully. Yeah, well, he's yeah, he's it, lost his mind. He's no longer capable of making decisions for himself. He doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. There is a series of terrible, terrible things going on right now. And when we get into the, I think we're going to leave the uh, Democratic debate to the postmortem show today. So if you're if you're interested in knowing what we have to say about the Democratic debate, you want to subscribe for five dollars a month to our Patreon page so you get the postmortem show. But I mean, this is something that I think the Democrats should have. Done done a better job emphasizing last night, which is the fact that the president 
is mentally unfit for office and every moment that he is in the White House is a danger to the world. This is a serious crisis of leadership in the United States. And, you know, if they wait to the general election to make a point of it, it may be too late. It may be too late. So if you've got a national audience, if you've got a national following and a national voice and you're on a national stage to a, a gigantic television audience, Probably a good idea to emphasize the fact that the person you might eventually be running against has lost his fucking mind and he yep. could at any second, he's like two shitty days away from completely snapping in ways that we can't even possibly begin to imagine. So there's mm-hmm. there's my little rant. I, I hope someone starts to take me seriously on that in the Democratic field. Um, all right. Well, going from that to something... That is also kind of important to people. I know this is a big deal. It has been for me. I've tried many, many times to whiten my teeth, and I have not had very much success at it. I don't know about you guys, but, man, I, if I go to the dentist, it takes uh, time out from work. And, of course, you can't take any time out from work in this uh, fire hose of news. But when I try mm-hmm. teeth whitening trays, they're sloppy and they're expensive and they burn my gums. Teeth whitening strips cost a fortune, and I really didn't know any difference after trying it and trying it and trying it. But the holidays are coming. And that means office parties, family gatherings, cringeworthy pics of discolored coffee-stained teeth. And you don't want that, especially not me, not this year. So I'm going to have a sparkly, pearly white smile because I'm holding my fresh new box of Power Swabs. You never really whiten until you whiten with Power Swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. Five minutes, half the time is your uh, plexiderm, by the way. Power (laughs) (laughs) Swabs. What, (laughs) T-Rex? I just... This is a very gorgeous cross branding there. It was just marveling. At the, <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Thank you. You stuck the landing. It was just beautiful. It was a work. <laughs> I do try. I do do try. Uh, power swabs never leave my teeth and gums all sore and sensitive like other whitening treatments, and it's totally safe and effective on all dental work. If you're not happy, by the way, power swabs are back with a 30 day money back guarantee. Uh, you need to try power swabs, and you will not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just five minutes. And guess what? I got a great deal for you. Go to buypowerswabs.com. Use my code SEXY. 40% off plus an additional $10 off. Plus, there's more. A free quick stick. Yep, that's right. 40, I want one. Yeah, 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick. Or you can call 1-800-668-1749. Use my code SEXY. That's buypowerswabs.com. Code SEXY. Visit buypowerswabs.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show. As a brand new submission, I love it. It's a band called it's Epic. Band called Pride Falls and a song called Beautiful Ending. It's wonderful stuff here. Link in the description. Make sure to uh, submit your music to bobseska.com slash music and I will play it here on the show. Also included in the month end indie music countdown which you can find not only on my uh, uh, podcast channel for the Bob Seska Show but also on its very own podcast channel the Indie Music Countdown. Make sure to subscribe give us a five star rating and review why don't you as well as all of our uh, faves on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Thank you so much. All right. 
So let's see, where do we go from here? I guess we're going to dive into uh, Fiona Hill and David Holmes uh, today. Yeah, so Holmes was, uh, just so you know, just background on these uh, two witnesses from uh, today's hearings. Holmes was present for the Trump-Sondland phone call on 726, in which Trump loudly wanted to know about investigations while they were all hanging out at that restaurant, drinking wine and talking about uh, whatever the hell happened before it, which I don't remember exactly what that event was. Something that have to do with, I think, with Zelensky or was some kind of meeting. It's a meeting with Zelensky and his delegation. Oh, yes. there you go. Right, right. perfect. It's prior to the inauguration. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, Gordon Sondland calls Trump to update him. And David Holmes could very clearly hear Donald Trump screaming about investigations on the other end of the line. And in fact, the way uh, David Holmes tells it, the way he describes the scene is that Trump was so loud on the phone that Sondland had to pull his phone away from his head. And you know what? I know Donald Trump was denying any sort of ever hearing something like it. Donald Trump's never heard, he said on Twitter today, never heard someone's voice on the other end of a phone line that's not on speakerphone. This has never happened to him. He's never heard anything mm-hmm. like that. And he said he's got the greatest <laughs> hearing. He's got the best hearing. He best didn't. ears. He's, he, he really did? Yes. Does he, he actually? Oh, God. It's just like... <laughs> I, I love the reaction to all of his hyperbole. Yeah. I, I it just still, makes me kind of seasick, you know? It's, yeah. It, it, the bounds of reality are being challenged. It's just, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I know. I mean, that it's, it's, we're in the darkest timeline because of the big hard on collider. I mean, um, I, I will tell yeah. you this. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's what they did. Maybe we're on this skewed uh, trajectory on the time space continuum because of the like, large Hedron yep. Collider. We need to learn how to hypnotize like the people in The Man in the High Castle <laughs> that can travel through different that's worlds. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I know from my own experiences, I've had many, 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 many people tell me, Bob. You're blowing my eardrums out. Don't talk so loudly on the phone to me. Because I'm a loud talker. I'm a loud talker. You may not be able to tell by the podcast. <laughs> but when I'm talking, I don't think of myself as a loud person, and yet people are constantly shushing me. So, well, yeah. I can is. hear people, because I, I, I can hear a mouse fart. So, like, if somebody's on their cell phone, I can usually hear the other person with that, yeah. them not even talking that loudly. So, it's yeah. like I can totally imagine hearing that guy because he, he didn't even know that Kiev was in Ukraine. He's like, So, you're in Ukraine? Yeah. Right. He's yeah. like, I mean, Kiev, he's like, I thought you were in Ukraine. And it's- exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Trump said that? Trump didn't know that yes. he was, that Kiev no. was yeah, in he, Ukraine? He reiterated, yeah. He basically, what, what Sondland said was he told him he was in Kiev. Oh, my God. Um, and then and then Trump had to go, you mean in, you're in Ukraine, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I see. Now, that that I missed. That must have been while I was talking to uh, Chris Lavoie yesterday. Yeah, Trump is a fucking idiot. Trump is a fucking uh-huh. idiot. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank yeah. you, Lindsay. Yeah. So, yeah. See, so, even Lindsey Graham even sounds different. I'm just kind of fascinated with the dissolution of Lindsey Graham at this point. <laughs> yes, because he is. he is just kind of turning into a watery gray smear in front of our very eyes. <laughs> like, a watery gray smear. I thought that was Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's no. the watery gray oh. smear. <laughs> Jesus. Jim Jordan's more beige. <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's more evidence of Donald Trump looking for investigations. And obviously, I would say the umbrella way to describe all of this shit is that Donald Trump was trying to rig the 2020 election by using foreign investigations, foreign interference to do it again. And, you know, Fiona Hill today was, I think, the first witness of all of them to link up the Russian attack in 2016 and 2020 with what's going on with Ukraine. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was, uh, of course, she's a Russian-Ukraine expert on the NSC, the National Security Council. She was present for meetings with uh, Sondland and John Bolton and others. Bolton, of course, famously referred to the Ukraine scam as a drug deal as he was speaking to Fiona Hill. Uh, Fiona Hill, I got to tell you... um, God bless Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill is so good at doing this. It does wonders for my blood pressure. Once again, I said this last week about some of the witnesses, uh, Bill Taylor, George Kent. Oh, the diplomats. Yeah. That's their job. Well, they they reduce my blood pressure. So maybe this is a a great. It's uh, the difference you see, though, between someone like, you know, Gordon Sondland and. Yeah. Fiona Hill is that, you know, they're the people who's there is a whole thing of statecraft that the Trump administration wants to deny exists. Yeah. Yeah. That we could just Mm -hmm. bludgeon our way through any conflict or any, you know, confusion by just yelling louder than everybody else. And that's not how diplomacy works. Nope. Nope. In fact, that was the key to Fiona Hill's testimony today. In fact, she was describing this and and, uh, Bill Taylor also described this regular versus irregular. Fiona Hill Mm -hmm. today described the foreign policy track of the United States and the this other bastardized foreign policy track being run by Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani, where they're wrapping foreign policy around helping Donald Trump win another election. And so there's, again, another dividing line that I'm so relieved to have Fiona Hill describing these things and being so immensely clear about it. And it doesn't hurt, by the way, even in the reddest of red states, doesn't hurt that Fiona Hill has a British accent, even though she is an American I, citizen. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jody? Well, you know, it, somebody just tweeted out Ricky Deval- Davila, I think is his, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name because I can't read. Um, he, <laughs> he just tweeted out, Dr. Fiona Hill just called out the GOP as Mike Turner and John Ratcliffe for leaving. Wow. They, so they so got they, up the they were done with their questions and they split. Yeah. And, and she I, just called them out. In fact, during yesterday's hearing is at one point, the only Republicans in the room were Jim Jordan, Ratcliffe, and Nunes. Also, when Goldman was questioning, so he just got up and split, too. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing from this group of a-holes who made such a big fucking stink about breaking into the skiff and being disinvited or whatever it was, whatever they were griping about, even though they weren't disinvited. If you were on one of the committees in the skiff already, you could be in the skiff, regardless of whether you're a Republican. And now, where they're actually having testimony, they walk out and and they abandon the procedure. Uh, Eric Swalwell just asked Fiona Hill, have you heard from Lev, the name Lev Parnas? Were you aware Parnas has been indicted for making foreign donations? Do you know that Parnas was working with Devin Nunes? Yes, yes. Parnas was, uh, yeah, running investigations or helping him with investigations. Is this something? Exactly. Did Fiona Hill bring Swalwell that up? Swalwell asked, no, no. Uh, Swalwell just asked it a few minutes ago. So, and, and apparently Devin Nunes was just kind of looking down and not paying attention. <laughs> I love the clips of Devin Nunes from yesterday where he's looking sweaty and pissed off and disillusioned. And there was one with the uh, that one song, You Had a Bad Day, (laughs) with Mm -hmm. the slow motion clips of Devin Nunes looking depressed. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. This is I mean, again, 
If you're like me and your blood pressure was hovering around that hypertension range, this is all like medicine from the gods as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lev Parnas, uh, who's an indicted associate of Rudy Giuliani, helped to arrange meetings and calls in Europe for Devin Nunes in 2018. Parnas's lawyer, Ed McMahon. That's I the know. guy's real name. He'll give you a big check, too. Hi-oh! Big, big giant check. <laughs> So come to your door. Uh, Nunez aide Derek Harvey <laughs> participated in the meetings, uh, the lawyer said, which were arranged to help Nunez in investigative work. And of course, Nunez today with Fiona Hill just was asking about, you know, every little teeny tiny Fox News conspiracy theory. Do you know Bruce Orr? Are, Are you, you familiar with Mayor McCheese? <laughs> Can you explain your connections to the Hamburglars? <laughs> Are you familiar with chemtrails? Exactly. Have you ever tried Lizard people? Have you ever tried Super Vitality Mail? Uh, <laughs> remember, remember that was the Alex Jones met, uh, like mm-hmm. elixir snake oil that he was selling, which he used uh, a before and after is picture. Is he still of there? He's still there, isn't he? He's just not on. He's just been deplatformed, right? Alex like Jones. Alex yeah, Jones. I think he's still doing a show. Yeah, from what I hear, for still selling supplements or something. I mean, selling, they, like, yeah, selling supplements to his audience of nine. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Then they gave Milo like a temp job, <laughs> didn't they? Like, yeah. By the way, I, I noticed this almost right away when David Holmes, when I first saw David Holmes, in fact, I was like, you know what? I turned to Kimberly and I said, you know, David Holmes is who Trump wishes his boys looked like. I bet Trump, because <laughs> you know, Trump is all Good about jeans, right? Yeah, he's all about the jeans, the jeans, right? He's all about central casting. I bet he's sitting there going, you know what? You know, Eric could have turned out to look like him, but instead we got Eric. And I'm sure that's because my name is Eric. By the way, that's that and Tiny Trump are like taking off around the globe right now. Our Tiny little, Eric, our little <laughs> contributions to the discourse. Thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Holmes uh, Sondland said of Giuliani. This is from Holmes's testimony. He said Sondland said of Giuliani, "Damn it, Rudy! Every time Rudy gets involved, he goes and fucks everything up. It's despicable." Again, I love every little teeny tiny bit of this, including the disintegration of Rudy Giuliani from America's. Where is he right now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's in like in a coffin with dirt on the lid or something. (laughs) That's right. He's plugged into his Borg regeneration chamber. He's just <sighs> replenishing his bodily fluids or something like that, so he stays alive. Yeah, that, that's not that Borg. If, that, if a Borg regeneration chamber means a fifth of Jack Daniels, yes, <laughs> that's right, like, and a big cigar. Uh, actually, I think he's probably a Boodles man. You know, uh, he's just. He a, just He's just a fucking mess. He's a fucking mess, and he's nothing but now. I mean, he's reduced down to... He's not even a Batman villain. He's one of the guys in the striped shirts that go along with the Batman villains. One of the henchmen <laughs> who gets beaten up by Batman and Robin. Right. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, one contribution is oof. <laughs> yeah, with an exclamation point. <laughs> yes. Precisely, that's exactly how I do. Yeah. So... Uh, meanwhile, Fiona Hill nailed the stupid, stupid crowd strike conspiracy theory. And we're going to get to hear from Fiona Hill here. I've got audio of her just completely tearing down this unbelievably ridiculous conspiracy theory being proffered up by uh, Donald Trump, Devin Nunes, Fox News Channel, all coming from Russia 
it's it's a Russian conspiracy theory. They that, keep bringing it up, and every single person who's a professional goes, "I've seen no evidence of that." Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like like just again and again and again. It's like watching pigs dance kabuki. Yes. Like, what is the point here? Why are you? Uh, the only the only bit of linkage they have, and this is I'm talking about Donald Trump at Fox News Channel and Devin Nunes and all the rest of the idiots, is that they claim the founder and chairman of CrowdStrike is Ukrainian, but he's not Ukrainian. He's He was born in Russia, and he's an American citizen. He lived in the United States for most of his life. And this is the guy who they think is the scammer behind the entire attack on Donald Trump during the 2016 election that never actually happened. Here's Fiona Hill b- blowing this bullshit out of the water. Questions and statements I've heard, some of you on this committee appear to believe that Russia and its security services did not conduct a campaign against our country, and that perhaps, somehow, for some reason, Ukraine did. This is a fictional narrative that has been perpetrated and propagated by the Russian security services themselves. The unfortunate truth is that Russia was the foreign power that systematically attacked our democratic institutions in 2016. Mm -hmm. This is the public conclusion of our intelligence agencies, confirmed in bipartisan congressional reports. It is beyond dispute, even if some of the underlying details must remain classified. The impact of the successful 2016 Russian campaign remains evident today. Our nation is being torn apart. Truth is questioned. Our highly professional and expert career foreign service is being undermined. U.S. support for Ukraine, which continues to face armed Russian aggression, has been politicized. The Russian government's goal is to weaken our country. To diminish America's global role and to neutralize a perceived U.S. threat to Russian interests. Yes. President Putin and the Russian security services aim to counter U.S. foreign policy objectives in Europe, including in Ukraine, where Moscow wishes to reassert political and economic dominance. I say this not as an alarmist, but as a realist. I do not think long-term conflict with Russia is either desirable or inevitable. All right, that was uh, Fiona Hill before, and you know what? Uh, could you listen to her talk all day? It's just she sounds so smart. Yeah, uh-huh. I-, I want her to be on my maps software, telling me directions to go to go to places. <laughs> because I, you oh, know, no, I couldn't stand oh, it if she sounded exasperated with me, like the British one. You've turned does. the wrong way, David. Where do you think you're going? I told you to turn right, but you turned left. Oh, I have to do more work for you. You just, you're so daft. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. That is so good. Holy shit. And you know what? I, uh, I would obey anything. If she told me to turn left into a brick wall, I would probably turn left into a brick wall. I have this thing anyway where I'm... <laughs> Kimberly's always laughing at me when I when I talk to Siri when I do the hey Siri mm-hmm. thing uh, I always say thank you and and Kimberly always laughs she said why did you just thank Siri it's just I thank Siri I all do the it time too. yeah and you know why it's a reflex it's well it's also it's not because of that politeness gene but it's also because eventually they're going to rise up and kill us and right. so you better be nice. It's better to be on their good side, right? We gotta be yes. nice to the machines before they Skynet rise. Skynet is here. Skynet my, is here. My phone will speak up for me on judgment day, is what you're saying. I'm I just nice think that it. when you say thank you, she should at least say you're welcome. Yeah, that's right. Why doesn't she do that? Oh yeah, you know what? You have to start a new thing. I tried that. I do that now. Um. When the thing the exchange is over, I have to start again and go, hey Siri, and she goes, go ahead. And I say, 
thank you. And she goes, you're welcome. And so it's it's so Aww. nice. It's so nice to have that little That's nice little sweet. human interaction. Right, right. All right. I have Munster actually for the British male voice. So it sounds, and it calls me Captain. Oh, really? Does it really call you Captain? You can do that? Yes. All right. Yep. I said, hey, Siri, call me Captain. It goes, all right, Captain. I'm gonna, it, so, that yeah. is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to have mine say governor. Refer to me as governor. Governor. <laughs> governor. Uh, okay, on that note, let's take a quick break back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is uh, Seth Adam, song called Politician from his East Rock album. This is a remixed and remastered version of his East East Rock album. Uh, we just got this in yesterday. It's uh, five tracks and then five live tracks. Wonderful piece of music here. Wonderful piece of uh, recording. The guitar sounds so good. Oh, my God. It is amazing, the slide guitar on this uh, this particular song. It, it just such diversity and interesting textures on this album. Really, really love it. Again, uh, link in the description. Please support all of our indie bands. This ain't about me. It's about them. So please go and buy all of their music. Thank you so much. And uh, continuing on here uh, with uh, Fiona Hill's testimony today, uh, some more explosive testimony coming in from her. She said uh, that U.S. policy on Ukraine changed with repeated interference by Rudy Giuliani. She publicly repeated her testimony that former National Security Advisor John Bolton said he wanted no part of whatever drug deal Sondland and Giuliani are cooking up. God damn it. You know what? When John Bolton... Where is he? Where is he? Like, why isn't he testifying? He's, like, maintaining this whole, like, I'm above the fray thing like, yeah. while stopping up for a book deal. Well, you know what? I, I, you I, think, know- I think today is the last day, so I don't know if they're going to get... Uh, John Bolton in before they wrap things up. So I don't know how that's going to go. Maybe they're still trying. Yeah, but this is just the last day for intelligence. I mean, we still could have Ways and Means Committee oh, uh, hearings. Right. We yeah. could still have judicial, Judiciary, judicial yeah. hearings. Yeah. Those are totally different things. You know, this is just the Intelligence Committee doing their job because there are more committees involved in the ultimate impeachment. 
I see. Thank you. Okay, so there the may be well-researched take on this, Jody. Once again, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at the timing though, because I know that Nancy Pelosi was thinking about having this wrapped up by Thanksgiving or somewhere. No, that won't be Thanksgiving. It'll be the end of the year potentially, like before they go on their Christmas, you know, jaunt. Yeah, I, it won't be before Thursday next week. Okay, all. so Man, I mean, it just gives me a brain bleed that John Bolton was the voice of reason in all this. I no know. kidding. <laughs> I, I've there's like blood leaking out of my right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get a <laughs> tissue. Uh, that's awful. Yeah. And the funny it's, thing to me that, I, that that keeps popping up on my Twitter timeline is that GIF. I, I tweeted it out today. In fact, myself. It's that GIF from Fox and Friends where John Bolton is standing on one of those sit and spin things, and he's mm-hmm. doing like a belly dance thing with his mouth open, smiling, and Steve Ducey is moving him all around. And it's just the, it's the weirdest. Fucking That's weird. Go, go look at T Rex while we're talking. Go look at my Twitter timeline, and <laughs> you can see it. Uh, I don't want to mess with a computer while I'm okay. It'll make a I, bunch of noise. I gotcha. So yeah, I I know what you mean. But just imagine John Bolton doing like I'll a check belly it out dance. After the show, yeah. and, he, oh, and he's no, so no. I he, just imagine the hair and pants and the with the belly. Oh. Yeah. Well, based on what you said about your nose and your eyes bleeding, uh, maybe I not. Just up in my soul. It's not bit. a good idea. No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Fiona Hill, who's great with a good explosion metaphor and she's had quite a few explosion metaphors today she said Giuliani was a hand grenade who's going to blow everything up (laughs) it's amazing Mm -hmm. she also said I thought she said I thought somebody else said that too Oh, maybe it was Bolton. Maybe she was quoting Bolton or something like that. I think or, so. I'm not sure, but th- that Somebody was... Somebody else called him a hand grenade. Yeah, well, regardless. Maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe it was a consensus. Well, here's... I think this is what she said. Uh, she was... She described how she was angry. She had a, a fracas with Gordon Sondland at one point. She said, I was angry with Sondland and told him, I think this is all going to blow up. Yeah. She testified. Yes. And here we are. And, and yep. here we are. <laughs> That is one and of the here most. Here we are, yeah. Uh, and here we are. So co- incredibly salient, because yeah, here we are. Everything is blowing up all around Donald Trump, uh, and I'm just expecting when's the next trip to Walter Reed, you know, for his next part of his physical. That's only a matter of time now, isn't it? By the way, do you guys have any theories about uh, Trump's uh, visit to Walter Reed over the weekend? Um, uh, uh, I didn't know that he went to Walter Reed over the weekend. Yeah, he, he did, did last Saturday. Yeah, um, and it was unin- it was not on his schedule. No, uh, a nurse his a nurse schedule. called into um, his schedule. Um, <laughs> a nurse called into Tom Hartman's program and thought because he was walking to the SUV that it wasn't a heart attack because normally you would take somebody on a stretcher or you know you yeah. don't make them walk wheelchair mm-hmm. or whatever because they could die I potentially. Say, yeah. yeah, and so you're you're definitely let out in on wheels Mm -hmm. um so because he was walking to the suv because there's tape of him walking she thinks and if you look at tape that's been you know for the past couple of years him slurring his words and not being able to find words and and as repetitive as he's been she thinks he might have had he's been having and is continuing to have small strokes right right and tiny aneurysms right that's what that exactly and that that what they have at the white house they don't have a giant mri machine they don't have a ct scan you know the other diagnostic tools at the white house sure they can you know go in and 
stabilize somebody, but anything more important, he's got to go to a hospital. Yeah. So there's a, the thought is, is he's been having, the, and the doctor was with him the other day when he got off the Air Force One. Oh yeah, I saw that. And then there was a weird thing where he got off the back of Air Force One with his, maybe it was the same clip that you're talking about, Jody, where mm-hmm. they were deplaning from the back exit of Air right, Force One. Right, because it's a shorter stair- it's stairwell. It's a shorter stairwell than going out the Yeah. So I think that there's a there. I think he might be. I mean, he's he's transforming into a legume before our very eyes. (laughs) Perhaps (laughs) that's funny. I mean, mean, that's it's it's an educated guess for this woman because she's a nurse. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, it's that makes the most sense for him to be rushed to a hospital when there's enough at the White House for a physical. Right, right. And of course, if he says something, you just don't believe him. You know, just Because he's right. probably lying. So, so, oh yeah, I just went there to get a head start on my physical, my routine physical, because January is going to be really super busy. Yeah, I don't buy that for a fucking second. So I don't know exactly why he was at Walter Reed, but I do know he was probably lying about being <laughs> about why he went right. there. Because, you know, Donald Trump, everything Donald Trump says, uh, he's lying about. Um, right, absolutely. Yeah, Anything yeah. that comes out of his mouth, turn it around 180 degrees. Yeah, I've checked the schedule right now. There are no more public hearings scheduled at the moment. Okay, well, at least we can have a little bit of time off. <laughs> we'll I know I can room. start watching my stories. I can catch up on my stories. <laughs> See these? These are my stories. This is the equivalent <laughs> of my story. But we actually have a recording of Donald Trump talking to his uh, possibly stroked out brain. He said this to it. <laughs> Can't let that happen. <laughs> Can't let a stroke happen to me. That's you know. Oh god, one of us is going to have a stroke, and it's going to be karma because we're just laughing. I know. At him, I but. should probably not. I mean, my dad has had a few mini strokes, so no, they're they're terrible things. I mean, yeah. I my my, uh, my sister in law, my uh, Lonnie's brother's wife, she had one when she was in her twenties. She's fine, but you know, and and my aunt had one that took her out. She didn't die from it, but I oh mean, my it god. was just so so bad that it she couldn't talk. I mean, yeah. it was really frustrating and. Um, so, I mean, it's not a funny thing and, and it's concerning. I mean, uh, some people are also speculating that he's setting up a 25th Amendment that he's got medical problems because of the stress. Yeah. Um, I don't see him doing that, though, because he's not strong enough to pretend he's weak. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And in fact, I wrote something back in the spring mm-hmm. about the possibility of Donald Trump using a health excuse to either resign or to decide not to run again in 2020 mm-hmm. and put uh, Ivanka in his place to convince his delegates right. to support Ivanka Trump for the nomination instead oh. of Donald Trump, pulling like an LBJ, mm-hmm. uh, right. which is still a possibility, still a distinct possibility. And I know like Sherry Jacobus and some others are really pursuing this as a, as a possibility and, mm-hmm. and seeing the, uh, the cards being dealt along those lines. Okay, so meanwhile, we were talking about why Fiona Hill was angry with Sondland, and I think this is the explanation. Fiona Hill was angry at Sondland for not coordinating with her but it was fair because she was involved in domestic issues, which is, or he was involved in domestic he issues, was, yeah. Sondland was, mm-hmm. uh, which is Trump's reelection. And he said he was briefing Mulvaney, Pompeo, and Bolton. Sondland had been given different remit, which is uh, Fiona Hill's words, word, from uh, ones following, by the way, I'm reading tweets here, so they can be botched. I'm just trying to <laughs> decipher them as I go. Sondland had been given different remit from the ones following U.S. policy, right? So this goes back to what I was saying earlier about having two different tracks, the regular track and the irregular track, and the Giuliani being the irregular track. 
Uh, Hill also laid it out that she was following the official policy of the U.S. government, which as far as she knew was what the president wanted. Of course, that's not what he wanted. Sondland was following the shadow policy, which the president didn't want anyone to know mm-hmm. about. That was Hill's testimony. Pretty, uh, pretty breathtaking stuff there. And again, I don't see how the Republicans uh, defend themselves against this other than to continue what they're doing, which is to completely beat these uh, conspiracy theories to death, to try to wiggle out of this, to try to confuse people, make sure people are ambivalent because, oh, both sides are yelling and ah, I don't fuck them all. I don't care. And that's how ink the waters. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's Mm -hmm. how they win in all of this. And uh, one last thing, I think, before we wrap up the free portion of the show here, uh, Vinman's family, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman's family now requires special security assistance, 24 hour security monitoring after Trump targeted him on Twitter. Uh Uh, This is after he just promised his dad that it was safe for him to tell the truth in this country. Yeah, yeah. But the army has no choice. He's placed uh, Alexander Vindman, an expert on Ukraine, central figure in the impeachment inquiry, and his family under 24-hour security monitoring after Trump targeted Vindman in tweets accusing Vindman of being politically opposed to Donald Trump. Never Trumper is Donald Trump's latest Mm -hmm. uh, attack on, on people who are still, by the way, working at the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy holidays, Vindman family. Yeah. Enjoy that Air Force housing on the base. Again, yeah. here's I mean, here's how we can conclude today's show. And, and I think both of you will appreciate this. I know, David, you and I have had conversations along these lines for years now, which is that, you know, I'm finally glad to see that people like the, you know, the wise old man, the John Meachams of the world are finally recognizing what we've all recognized for years, which is this absolute disintegration of the Republican Party into being just a bunch of crooks and weirdos, uh, conspiracy theorists and ne'er-do-wells who have no interest. Troglodytes. Yeah, who who have no linkage whatsoever to American values. I think this is all becoming abundantly clear finally, but only finally after it's too late. You know what I mean? Because it was that right. trend that we've all been witnessing over the, you know, I would say the last decade and a half at least, uh, that has finally emerged and blossomed in the shittiest way possible with the uh, the rise of Donald Trump and, and Fox News Channel, Roger Ailes before he died, and, and all the shit that stirs, that's been stirred up because of it that we all have to now, the adults in the room, that even though we were warning everybody about it, we're now tasked with the, I think, the very grave and serious uh, goal of fixing their fuck-ups. And if we don't fix their fuck-ups, I don't know who will. Because they certainly won't. They certainly won't lift a hand, a fucking finger to do anything to repair this damage. And so that's the great irony of it. We've been screaming about the Republican Party turning into freaks and weirdos, and uh, and now we're the ones who have to clean up the mess after the freaks and weirdos. It's uh, and we'll be trying to like do the cleanup with the freaks and weirdos biting the ankles and dragging at the legs of everyone who's trying to make progress. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so so they are they are going to try to block us every step of the way. Uh, I still believe the number one thing that the Democrats uh, running for president right now should be talking about are the ways in which they are going to repair the Trump crisis. And I wish they would start doing that, as I was saying before. But I do want All to get- All that said, yeah. we're not going to see you guys until after Thanksgiving, so I want to say happy holidays to our listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, 
Yeah. Everybody take care of yourself. It's a tough time. Everyone's stressed out. I know this whole business has got everybody on edge and we've been on edge since 2015, essentially. But like take some time over the holidays to completely disconnect and be with your family and loved ones and, you know, have a moment away from the ending apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, David, because um, this Thanksgiving is going to be different than last Thanksgiving, at least in terms of politics. You were talking about you got family members. We all have family members, or at least I do, uh, who mm-hmm. are Trump supporters. And mm-hmm. they are going to be stinging right now. They are going to be, they're on tenterhooks. They are, their nerves are exposed. And so all I'm saying is if you want to tap those nerves, <laughs> if you want to get on their nerves, get ready because it's going to be bad. So I would recommend maybe trying to avoid, at least remain holstered for <laughs> Thanksgiving because it's not any sort of argument you get with, get into with your Trump supporting uh, friends and family members over the holidays. Probably not going to go anywhere good. But, you know, use your best judgment. I'm not telling you what to do, obviously. But uh, I know I am going to avoid it like the fucking plague. That's <laughs> that's for a fact. So Yeah, I'm yeah. becoming an expert subject changer. God, these sweet potatoes are good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. We're going to be doing, uh, obviously, an after party tomorrow. There will be a Tuesday show. Uh, Buzz will not be on Tuesday's show. I don't know who will be uh, my co-host on Tuesday's show. I can do it. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I I think I've got a... Uh, I think I've already asked Kimberly, but you think we'll you see. you got someone more special lined up that you actually are sleeping with? Okay, fine. <laughs> well, I don't know. She hasn't said yes yet, so I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. We'll meet you at the refrigerator us. at three in the morning and work that one out. Um, <laughs> well, to both of you, have a happy Goth Ninjas Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy, you. take a Thank breath, you. and uh, and have a good time. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Shockett, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.